What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie J. Lopez. Hope you're all doing well. First and foremost, happy Hispanic Heritage Month to all my Latinos out there. I don't usually use the term Hispanic, but I'll take what I can get. For all my followers, go on GoFundMe, find a Latino-related organization to donate to, follow and support the reinstatement of DACA for first-time applicants, and listen to some Bad Bunny or something. I don't know. Before going into it, please follow the podcast page and click the little bell for notifications. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, and most places you can get your podcasts. Also, follow me on Instagram at the Frequency Podcast Network. Please also share this with your friends, your family. I'm trying to get popping off of this and I can use some free marketing, so thanks for that. Let's go into album suggestions. Baby Keem, The Melodic Blue, aka Boo Man, aka Not The Waynes, aka Kendrick Lamar's Cousin, aka Top of the Morning eccentric loads of personality fantastic production the project is far from perfect but i'm really excited to see where keem goes from here all he really lacks is some more focused lyrics and song topics which he does on occasion he definitely has a bright future in hip-hop for now just check this project out and let me know what you think of it let's get into the album of the day drake certified lover boy Drake, Mr. Aubrey Graham, a man who really needs no introduction, Canadian rapper, singer, mega superstar, rose to fame in 2009 with his acclaim So Far Gone, released his first studio album in 2010, Thank Me Later, which hit number one, and he's never looked back. Since then, 170 million records sold, four Grammys, most charted songs, literally the most streamed artist of all time. When it comes to mainstream hip-hop, just popular music in general at this point, Drake is the reigning champion, and he has been for quite some time now. Personally, I love Drake. Many of his songs and albums are some of my favorites. His run from 2011 to 2015 is one of the best runs of all time for me. If you're reading This Is Too Late, is my favorite project of his. Since then, I have been very critical of Drake's music. As much as I enjoyed the singles off of Views, I found that to be the start of Drake having albums where he's reaching for the single and not really caring about them as a whole. As a result, we started getting some bloated Drake projects where half the songs are great, half fall short, resulting in a lackluster overall album. Now, Drake stands will always come out of the woodworks and tell me, you know, I'm a Drake hater, Drake isn't an album artist, blah, 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 whatever. Fine and dandy. And as I said, I love Drake. And he has established himself as one of the top artists of this generation. However, for me, the man hasn't been able to carry an album for a long time. For the most part, they sound unfocused and uninspired. For this album, I really went into it wanting Drake to deliver some quality tracks. By that, I mean some cool beats, some aggressive songs with slick bars, and the R&B tracks being catchy and actually like an enjoyable listen. And I'll take the time here to say... I don't mind if an artist always sounds the same. So if Drake does the same stuff, talks about the same thing, I don't really care. I don't want him to just sound like he's phoning it in. I want the hard-hitting stuff to be slick, and I want the R&B stuff to be catchy. That's what I want from Drake. All that being said, let's get into it. Track number one, Champagne Poetry. Great start to this album, fantastic tone setter. An originally sampled Beatles song, Michelle, off of Rubber Soul, a very underrated Beatles album, I might say. Love the way it comes in with the I love you, I love you, I love you, all sped up. Classic Drake talking that shit with these cool bars and update on himself, addressing many aspects of his personal life, including his son, politics, family in general. Plenty of great bars, for example, you do gassed up, you couldn't pay the gas bill. 
more bars under a picture lives some of the greatest quotes from me i think like yearbook pictures which i think is really slick especially in the era of drake being the instagram caption king halfway through we get this really dope beat switch of continuing the streak of great bars and introspective bars as well he discussed carrying the stress of being the biggest star from toronto on his shoulders personal bars like I even got the cleaning staff plot and extortion on me. My parents' divorce is on me. Therapist's voice is making the choices for me. And I always censor myself because no matter what, they're reporting on me. The pressure is weighing on me. Career is going great, but now the rest is fading slowly. Definitely a fantastic song with really great bars. And then Drake keeps it up with the second track, Poppy's Home. Another wonderful track. This is about where I was geeking because I thought we were going to get like a great Drake album because he was on some shit here. Sampling Montel Jordan's uh, Daddy's Home, the ballad that closes out the This Is How We Do It album. Braggadocious track, but I'm here for it because bars. Supermodels and they all sexy locked the door to the bathroom because they're doing something that is not Pepsi. That was a stank face bar. I remember that I told you I miss you. That was kind of like a mass text. I remember that I told you I loved you. That was really in the past tense. Whew. Love when Drake pulls out these bars. And at the end, Drake is like closing out, repeating, Daddy's home, treating all other rappers in the in the game like they his sons. Based on a lot of criteria, it's low-key accurate. I think this is a great song and definitely starts off the album great with these two back-to-back tracks. The next song, Girls Want Girls, featuring Lil Baby. Like, what the fuck is this shit, y'all? I listened to it plenty of times since sure I wasn't tripping, but like, come on. I've never rolled my eyes harder than when hearing Drake say, yeah, say that you a lesbian girl, me too. A, girls want girls where I'm from. Come on, y'all. Yeah, sure. It's catchy. It, it really is. It gets stuck in your head. It gets stuck in my head after I listen to it. And a Drake hook with a little baby feature is going to get popping. But I just can't help but think that it's immature, it sounds corny, and I can never, ever take it seriously. He deadass thought, say that you a lesbian, me too, was a clever bar. I'd like to add that lesbians also exist everywhere. They're not just like people that only exist where you're from, Drake. They're normal people. And the worst part is the hook takes away from like decent Drake verses and the bridge where he sings kind of nicely. Baby verse is decent too. She like eating pussy. I'm like, me too. That made me laugh. But in general, this is a no for me. I'm never going to go back to this because it's just so corny. The next song, In the Bible, featuring Lil Durk and Giveon. Always love seeing Giveon on the track. Drake is essentially talking about his past with women and perhaps playing a bit into the certified lover boy theme. A specific woman judging him for his past. Notably in the chorus, talking about his bodies. This woman not loving him like his child. And how she turns up every day and it don't say that in the Bible, implying that she lives a similar life and therefore should not be judging him. Not that engaging of a Drake verse to me, classic Drake complaining about how women treat him. Lil Durk brings in energy, but doesn't add much content to the track itself, just drops a lot of name brands and give on. I love the emotion he brings in when he sings, he adds depth to the song. By that, I mean it feels more introspective when he sings, I'm not what you think, don't be proud of me. And when you see the real, will you still want me? Breaking away from a bit of a braggy track. Although I like Giveon on this, he doesn't save the song for me. It's another skip. Next, we have Love All featuring Jay-Z. Interesting sample to start the song, the previously on Ready to Die, which was on the intro of Biggie's Life After Death album. Interesting to have this on a song featuring Jay-Z who was also featured on that Biggie album, so kind of crazy how long Jay-Z's been relevant. 
Drake discussing having to build up from having little and how people won't ever care until he's dead or R.I.P., perhaps why he included Ready to Die sample in the beginning of the song. Drake verse is okay. I like the grab the top spot, like part in my reach line. Jay delivers a personal verse talking about people or perhaps a specific person who was against him back in the day and then wondering why he isn't messing with them anymore. Also talking about not being the same man he was and I really like the bar. You know the price of everything but the value of nothing. This is a fine track. It's not good. It's not great. Next we have Fair Trade featuring Travis Scott. Here we have an auto-tuned Drake rapping about losing friends but it being a fair trade because he's finding peace. The hook kind of sounds uninspired and Drake Loki sounds really bored doing the song. He has like no energy. I kind of like the Drake verses, especially the second one because there's some introspective lines like mama used to be on disability but gave me this ability and now she walking with her head high and her back straight. And the other line, I said see you at the top and they misunderstood me. I hold no resentment in my heart. That's that maturity and we don't keep it on us anymore. It's with security. So those are cool bars. Travis's verse is a bit boring, pretty forgettable, and he doesn't really stick to the topic much. Generally, though, the energy really isn't there for me on this song, and it does feel like background music. It isn't necessarily a bad song. It's just not that engaging to me, which is the thing, you know, people say I'm being harsh, but honestly, if you want to put Drake on a pedestal, I should be holding him to that type of standard, and these types of songs shouldn't really be that boring. The next track, Way Too Sexy, featuring Future and Young Thug, now the number one song in the country according to billboard and one of nine tracks that drake has in the top 10 as of today something that is unprecedented in billboard history so congratulations drake the song samples that i'm too sexy song from the 90s with future kind of interpolating it in the chorus the beat is actually really interesting on this one the sample with these like high keys sound kind of sick next to each other especially in the hook it pops in a super cool way outside of the first two tracks the beats have been kind of samey and airy so i fuck with this one but all that being said, come on, what is this shit? <laughs> it's repetitive, but it's not that catchy. Like, Future's energy is super weak on the hook. Also, Drake drops a bar, and I'm way too sexy to go unprotected. My man, <laughs> you literally made headlines for hiding a child. What are you talking about? The lack of self-awareness is crazy. Future and Yuck Dog deliver boring verses, not bringing anything in terms of energy or flows. This is very clearly a song that is attempting to survive off of the novelty alone, and it shows, and it works, but it's bad, okay? It's bad. The next song, TSU. The intro lasts a really long time, about a minute, with an MC shouting out ladies in various cities before landing on H-Town, a place where Drake raps about very often and appears to have a very special connection to. TSU is in Houston, I believe. The beat almost has like a Playboy Cardi vibe to it, and apparently it samples an R. Kelly song, which Drake received a little bit of backlash for. Drake is very much on topic on this one, discussing a woman he knows who used to be a stripper, but now is starting a business and trying to come up. Some weird bars, though, like we used to do pornos where you would come over, but now you got morals and shit, like the audacity for having morals. Overall, though, I actually like this song. It is good. I like the introspection of it, and I do like the topic itself. The next song is End Too Deep. First half has this like great beat, this electric guitar driving the song with no drums at first. I really appreciate Drake rapping over this, changing up his beat selection a little bit. But outside of the admirable beat selection, Drake's verses aren't too interesting to me. Then there's an incredibly underwhelming beat switch. Not that the second beat is bad, but it doesn't really hit hard. First half of the song, it's like Drake is like a little sober, speaking to this woman in a more modest fashion. 
And the second half of the song, it's a little bit more braggadocious and direct. Future's verse is okay, and I don't know. I don't know what else I could say. This isn't a noteworthy song at all. The next song, Pipe Down. I really like this beat. I'm a sucker for sped up vocals with bright instrumentation. It samples Pussy Money Weed by Wheezy Baby himself. Drake is getting off his feelings about this woman who hurt him. Y'all know, Drake be getting hurt. Drake showing his love for this woman, but feeling like in a way he was used and he wasn't treated right. In the chorus, begging for not only her to pipe down as if they're arguing, but also kind of begging to have these thoughts of her that enter his mind to pipe down as well. Saying things like, how much I got a pen for you to pipe down, how deep I got to dig for you to pipe down. I really like that. And I think the second verse is fantastic. Some great bars to close it out. So much shit I wanted to say straight to your face because you're so two-faced that I don't know which face. You're the reason we'll be going separate ways. You're the reason we cannot communicate. It's not the things you say. It's what you don't say. I'm not in your way. You're in your own way. Bars. I really enjoyed that. I really like this one. Drake brings energy. It's introspective. And I think the beat is very solid. Next track, Yeba's Interlude. Not a huge fan of interludes, and this doesn't add too much to the album for me. I treat these similar to skits, where it doesn't really take anything away from the album, but it usually doesn't add too much. Still, Yeba has some solid vocals, and I appreciate Drake giving an artist attention in the mainstream. I did go check out her latest album after this, and I suggest you all do the same if you're looking for some smooth R&B. The song itself is fine. Next, No Friends in the Industry. I love Aggressive Drake, and this shit is hot. The hook is sick. The beat is cool. Samples 3-6 Mafia and appears between the chorus and the verse in a really cool way. Title is very straightforward. Drake has no friends outside of his crew, throwing shots at those in the industry. Possibly Kanye with some of these lines about all them tweets and posts and stuff like that. Got some cool bars like, I'm like Shikari, smoke them on and off the track. And you get Drizzy on the track. He'll put you on the map, which is absolute facts. Getting a Drake feature is a recipe for popularity, for sure. One of the better songs on the album, I would say. Next song, Knife Talk featuring 21 Savage and a Project Pat vocal sample produced by the very talented Metro Boomin. Project Pat vocal sample to start the track from his performance on Juicy J's 2017 track, Feed the Streets. I always love me some 21, but found this verse to be a bit underwhelming, which sucks because I'm a fan of Drake and 21's collab on 21's album. Always weird to hear Drake rap about gang shit. But outside of that, song is a little bit disappointing to me, and it's not that entertaining. I also think it runs too long. Nice bounce back with 7am on Bridal Path. You already know when Drake has a song with a time and place in the title, he's going to go off, and he does go off. I remember the first time I heard 5am in Toronto. I was on my way to like class in high school. I think it was on Hot Night 7, and I remember thinking, damn, Drake is fucking cold. It's still one of my favorite Drake tracks to this day. But that being said, just Drake talking his shit with plenty of bars. Example, could at least keep it a buck like Antetokounmpo. Then that watch line about Nipsey, because I swear to God, the bezel got 60 of them blue stones. That was hard. More lines like, you boys about to wheel me to the feet like we rollerblading. Far as the Drake era, man, we in the golden ages. Look at the total wages and look at the heroes falling from grace in their older ages. If we talk in top three, then you been slide into third like stolen bases damn that shit was hot the best song on the album 15 race my mind i like the beat with these almost harp sounding strings beautifully layering throughout the track also like the way a biggie sample is worked into the song at times 
Drake asking for a girl to make time for him since she's coming home drunk. She seems to have the time, but just not for him. I think the second verse is okay with a few slick bars here and there. Like, picture me Karen with dudes saying on Wi-Fi they don't pay for. But then the corny lines about her loving to hit the road and posting a pic she sent him and how she isn't Aisha Curry enough or whatever. Uh, for whatever reason, Drake has this weird thing in his music where he has expectations from women in his life to live conservatively for him so that he can love and respect them, but he's allowed to just do whatever he wants. I've always found that kind of strange. Overall, pretty average song to me. Next, we have Fountains featuring Thames. Uh, check Thames's latest EP out. Some good bops on there. We have Drake over a familiar Afrobeat-inspired instrumental. Generally speaking, it's pretty boring and not really noteworthy in any way. I like Thames' vocals usually, but they're mixed so low on this song that it makes them sound not very engaging. This song just sounds like a Views leftover in a bad way. The next song, Get Along Better featuring Ty Dollar Sign. This song is okay. The hook is kind of cold though, I can't lie. Trust me, this ain't about revenge. I get along better with your friends. The song presumably about Drake having dated one person, but that ending and then him moving on to her friend. And from his perspective, you know, that's just how the cookie crumbles, apparently. Although it stays on topic, at this point in the album, something this slow and not that engaging does make it feel like a chore. The next song, You Only Live Twice, featuring Rick Ross and Lil Wayne, some much-needed energy at this point in the album. The beat is very grand, like a very Rick Ross, Maybach music type of beat. Ross delivers a somewhat underwhelming verse. For him, it's mostly about presence on a track. Drake has some slick bars, seemingly a diss to Swiss Beats apparently, who was talking shit about Drake about a year ago over some record leaking, referencing Fancy, a song Swiss Beats produced for Drake at one point, and Unthinkable, a song Drake was on with Swiss Beats' wife, Alicia Keys. Wayne's verse is disappointing to me, especially since he's been killing features lately. I appreciate the energy, but not really a track I'll go back to. The next song, I Miss You Too, featuring Kid Cudi. Starts off with some vocals from the late Juice World, R.I.P. Absolutely gone too soon. Themes of growth on this track with Cuddy handling most of the hook, which is appropriate given he often touches on this topic in his music. Look, conceptually, I appreciate it at times, but I'm never really going to come back to it. It's not engaging or interesting. Like a lot of this album, it feels like background music. The second to last song, Fucking Fans, a song about Drake fucking fans or better said fucking fans overspending time with people who actually care about him or who actually matter in his life saying that the person likely would still be there if he gave them the time not crazy about the first two verses but i actually really like the emotion and the story he paints in the final verse kind of burying his soul a bit with bars like i was out here fucking fans i was shameless yeah and i know that you was at the crib reading stories that they sent you most of that was bullshit but some of it i did do i think it's actually a pretty solid verse and then we get the final track, The Remorse, one of those like Drake soliloquy tracks that we love so much, talking about those close to him from the start and how appreciative he is of those people. I really like the beat, the keys and the vocals are super smooth. I find a track to be endearing. I like the introspection that Drake delivers on these songs. We get a view into his thoughts with bars like, like how they telling me I'm done when I'm in my prime. They've been trying to push a narrative since 09 and they even had my ass convinced a couple times. I like when artists share a little bit about their insecurities, especially in music. It humanizes them a bit, and it goes over really well here, and I think this is a solid way to end the album. Favorite tracks, Champagne Poetry, Poppy's Home, TSU, Pipe Down, No Friends in Industry, and of course, 7am on Bridal Path.
And that's the album, folks. I'm going to be giving this a C. Look, I'm not going back to majority of these songs. Much of the beats are super similar. Not enough solid Drake performances, either on the aggressive rap side or the catchy singy side. I'm going to do this album like I've done every Drake album since Views. I'm going to pick out like six to eight songs and I'm going to throw the rest of the songs away. There are some gems on here, but overall, it is a collection of songs where Drake is doing what he always does, but not at the level that he's capable of doing it. We know he's capable of doing better. Very middle of the road for me. I really wanted a great Drake album. I love great Drake albums, and they are some of my favorite albums. But if I had to be honest, this is not one of them. So there you have it, folks. Before logging off, I like to leave my listeners with some words of wisdom, usually from my album of the day. I don't know if this constitutes as wisdom, but it's some real shit. It's from Fair Trade. I've been losing friends and finding peace, but honestly, that sounds like a fair trade to me. Amen. Those are my thoughts. Do you agree? Do you think I'm crazy? DM me on Instagram, the Frequency Podcast Network, and let me know. I think next week I'll finally get around to the Tyler to Creator album, but uh, stay tuned for that. Until then, deuces.